This is Reimagining Healthcare, a podcast about innovation in the healthcare industry. It's a show for healthcare business owners, for healthcare professionals, for industry investors, and health tech entrepreneurs. On the show, I talk to health tech and healthcare innovators to uncover how they're reimagining and building a world of seamless digital healthcare experiences and how that fits into people's lives. I'm your host, Yanni Sapanos. Today, I'm speaking with Matt McGann, co-founder and CEO of The Health Horizon. It's a health technology tracking platform using humanized AI to discover and organize public information about health tech innovation into curated timelines. Matt talks us through how key stakeholders can find, follow, and share the innovations they're interested in tracking the progress with over time. There are key benefits to consumers, practitioners, and investors that can bring changes and improvements to healthcare outcomes or areas of health practice and support for health innovation ecosystems and investments. We also go into the benefits to policymakers and government funders and what type of insights are available on the platform to guide support for healthcare innovation. This episode will appeal to anyone working within the digital health innovation sector. And in particular, if you're an investor or an early adopter or even a developer, you'll hear how to simplify making observations of a continuously growing and noisy ecosystem of health tech to your benefit. Let's jump in. Well, hey there, Matt. How are you doing today? Thanks for uh, coming along to have a chat with me. I'm feeling good. Very happy to be here. Very good. And uh, congratulations on the recent expansion to your family. Yes. Well, thank you very much. Now, let's talk about something really exciting. It's uh, your project, The Health Horizon. And just before we get into where it is today and where you're going, what led you to this point? Well, I don't have a background in in health. Every time I show someone my business card, they see Dr. Matt McGann and, and they say, oh, you're a medical doctor. And I say, no, because I have a physics background. Uh, I did my physics undergrad in Wollongong and then moved to Canberra for a PhD. And around that time, ANU was, uh, they were one of the first universities in Australia to really start pushing this innovation stuff. They were holding competitions and holding events. It was all part of a strategy, I think, to give more employment opportunities to STEM students. And one of the big competitions they held was Innovation ACT, which still runs, but back then, you know, it was a kind of new thing. It was a bit fast and loose. And the competition, you'd put in a business plan and you could win $100,000 within the ANU. Oh, so wow. yeah, <laughs> I think they kind of went overboard and got overexcited there. It's still going and I'm still involved as a mentor, but through things like that, I started to get a bit distracted from the PhD, started to realize that the innovation angle, you know, entrepreneurship, trying to do something in the world was much more engaging to me than trying to help the world through academia. And so eventually I sort of started to close off the PhD and decided to start the business. And uh, through that competition, I met my co-founder, Marcus Dorr. He, he was part of the dot-com era made a few businesses, sold them. And so he's a very active person in the innovation ecosystem in Canberra here. And he, he was on the board of the National uh, Health Sciences Centre. It was a non-profit group that sat within hospitals that helped them commercialise any new innovations that were invented within that hospital. So clinicians or whoever came up with ideas, they would go to them. And he, he was telling me, you know, we've got a portfolio of all these really cool things that could help people. And we know people want these, 
but there's we don't know how to help people see them. But I also know or lots of investors and people who want to see these things. So it, it seems like we should be able to match these up. And so he kind of pitched the idea of a a marketplace for linking these up. And I said no, <laughs> because I happened to, I was working part-time at the ANU commercialization office and they asked me to do a scan of every innovation marketplace in the world. And so I just did a bunch of Googling and I sort of categorized them all and I looked at them and I just thought, I wouldn't use any of these marketplaces and none of them had much activity going on in them. They, they were ostensibly trying to link innovators to funders to people who buy their technologies, but none of them sort of were working. At the, at the same time, you know, when he was saying people want to see these technologies, I was sitting there just as a health consumer because I have no experience in it thinking, look, I'd just be happy to know where all these cancer cures that have been promised are. As a consumer, you just hear about all these new things that are promised, universities developing new drugs. Uh, scientists say they'll be 10 years away. And I, like everyone, just wonder what's going on. The, the first step is that everyone know what's going on first. Before you try and solve the marketplace issue and link people up to technologies and to funders, maybe the first step is that everyone just know what's out there what it is, what it does, what stage is all this technology at? And if you do that, then the, the trade and collaboration can happen naturally. So that's what we set out to do. And, and you know, as we developed that, it became less like a marketplace and a bit more like social media. And so our current tagline is that Health Horizon answers the question, what if individual health breakthroughs were as easy to follow as celebrities? You know, when, when you promise something, you look it up, click follow, and then you don't need to keep Googling it to find out where it is. The system can track what technologies are out there, what they do, monitors them in real time and keeps you up to date about where they're at. That was a bit of a epiphany and breakthrough when I was looking into uh, Health Horizon as well, the, the idea of relating to it in that context where I think most of us sort of get the whole Instagram model, the Facebook model, the Twitter model, where mm -hmm. you know there is a profile and then there's a timeline and a history of activity that's being displayed. And so we can sort of relate to that idea. But uh, I, I don't think you should uh, simplify it in, in, in too much in that context. So I think that's a great way to metaphorically relate to it. But you do, you do quite a little bit more in, in that respect in terms of providing a variety of different frameworks to allow interested parties to be able to track what's happening with a particular innovation and then also mm. sort of putting that into a, into a bit of a context. So... Uh, whether it's regional or whether it's global, whether it's industry and what have you. So there's some really interesting ideas that you got going on in Health Horizon. So let's talk about what it is today. Sure. Well, it's it's built on a, a data system that monitors all different types of news, blogs, social media, official news, but also trial registries, patents, scientific papers, all that kind of stuff, and joins the dots, finds mentions of innovations joins the dots and then pieces together the history of every technology. We could do it anywhere in the world. So you can, given a technology name and maybe the person behind it, we can build a historical timeline. And then the thing that allows you to build that historical timeline allows you to monitor it in real time into the future as well. We do that. People come onto the platform, search for things, find them or suggest them to us, and then they get tracked in real time. So that's the, the system. And the system works. It's a, um, a semi 
automated system. So a computer does what a computer's best at, and then the people do what people are best at. So the computer's very good at looking very widely, finding hints at what on the internet might be a milestone achieved by a health innovation anywhere in the world and makes the best guess. You know, I think this new story means that this technology received this much funding from these groups. And then that goes past the person, a human curator who sort of reviews it and says, yep, that's good. And it makes the system smarter over time. So that's how the technology works. And then that gets pushed through this interface of people just searching and following and building it to focus on consumers. People told me that would be a liability when it comes time to turn it into sort of a, a running business, but it's had some advantages because when professionals use it to track what's going on in their ecosystem, it's quite nice to have it presented so plainly, you know, in, in plain English, to be able to simplify all the stuff that's happening in someone's ecosystem, to bring that together and just give it to them as, as a feed to say, you know, these technologies are the like you have done this in the last three months. These technologies in this area you're thinking of expanding into have done this in the last few months. Did you know that these technologies exist? You might be interested in those. And so I think what you were getting at before is like what this system achieves in aggregate is it structures the news and turns a big list of news articles, which you kind of have to read and interpret and understand what they're all saying. It takes that and structures it to say, here's the technology and this is what it's doing. And here are all the other technologies. This is what they're doing and this is how they all interact. And this is all accomplished in a graph database underneath the website. Mm. I can create a uh, listing. I think you call it a channel, don't you, within the um, Health Horizon framework and publish effectively the telehealth innovation. You've got your computer system, uh, some AI happening in the background, which is uh, sort of looking at all relevant content that it can find out in the web. And it's compiling that and categorizing it by a, some kind of definition or a label around what kind of content it is and produces kind of a historic timeline of all of those um, activities that it can actually find. Is that a good summary? When I mentioned before, there are all these marketplaces that weren't working. One of the issues was critical mass. There weren't enough people spending the time going in and telling the market what they're doing. And this is a problem felt by everybody. I mean, self-reporting, you just may as well assume it's not going to happen if, if you rely on that. So I know alumni uh, accelerators try to track their alumni and they ask them to self-report and you know, they never do. People are busy. So that, that's going to be a problem in any kind of marketplace. And so we developed this technology to sort of simulate critical mass. You know, people don't need to be updating or, or posting things to Health Horizon. It's giving you the feed as if every technology on the world was telling you what they're doing and uh, presenting that in a way that's easier to follow. So for someone with an innovation, like you said, they, they can use it to get their message out. So one can be, hopefully we're already tracking what, what you have. So you might come and find that we're already tracking, in which case you can claim it. And we will still keep that timeline up to date and you can do, you can edit it and make whatever changes you want. And we do have many innovators who use it for exactly that reason. They use it as a way to broadcast their progress to people who follow their innovation. And they use it often, you know, they'll go to an event, maybe not nowadays, but they'll, they'll meet people who 
want to keep up to date with that technology and they can always say, look, just follow us on Health Horizon and it'll take care of that. You'll, you'll see what we're doing and when the time's right, you can come back in contact with us. So that's how some people like to use it. The other way is rather than use it to promote what you're doing, you can use it to understand what's around you. So what's in your ecosystem? Who, what other technologies are like you? What competitors are there to you? What groups could you be, be collaborating with? What money are they getting? What sources of funding are they receiving? What approaches are they taking? That's the channel concept where, where you build a channel that allows you to watch what's happening in your ecosystem and gives you a distilled version of that so you can sort of review it every week for five minutes rather than having to keep up to date with the news every day. So Health Horizon's sitting out there in, in, independent of your own PR uh, framework, so to speak, because all businesses, whether they're startup or more mature in their life cycle, uh, they're probably activating some kind of website, they're activating some kind of blog, uh, some kind of news feed, they're doing some PR, uh, they're getting published in uh, news outlets. They're putting out content, you know, in various uh, shapes and sizes, so to speak. And, and so Health Horizon is, uh, is picking up on this and uh, curating it, for lack of a better term, assembling it. And it's an interesting concept you just sort of touched on there about actually doing this independent of anybody actually coming to Health Horizon and saying, hey, I'd like to tell you about my company and get you to track it. So you might actually already be collating some of this information that's publicly available out there and putting it into, the, uh, into a timeline. Uh, digital health innovation, for example, could come to you and already find that their particular startup is already being curated in some way and then claim it. You know, I think you use the term, you could claim that particular. Tell, mm -hmm. tell us a little bit more about that, so just so we get some tangibility on it. Yeah, it, it happens all the time. So they, they come on, they see it there, they kind of understand what the concept is, that they can improve their own timeline and that people, members of the public are coming onto Health Horizon to follow them. So when, when they claim it, that means they sort of have the ability to broadcast their progress to all the people who are already following that technology. And it means they can customize the details as well. You know, I, I had one group here in Canberra who was really keen to use it, but then was uh, a bit standoffish about the idea that we would be updating it for her. I was like, okay, we'll give it a go and see what you think. And then I met her a few months later and she just said, I was standoffish to begin with, but it's just so much better not to have to think about this kind of thing. Because she saw all the updates we did and they were all true and they were all uh, reasonable and it meant that she was totally comfortable allowing that to keep people up to date for her and then she could focus on the strategy and, and the business stuff. It's interesting that person was a bit standoffish about it, but I think if you're raising money and you're trying to actually grow your business, this is a great way of actually being able to collate uh, the relevant key statistics, I guess, in terms of progress and demonstrate progress, demonstrate those milestones through publicly available uh, information as well. So that, that would be a really nice package to add into your fundraising documentation, having a reference there. So that would be appealing to the, the capital raising med tech or health tech uh, innovation. It would also be appealing to investors, wouldn't it, on the other side to actually be able to uh, cross-reference uh, perhaps claims that are being made by a particular uh, company that is uh, looking to, uh, to raise some capital. So there's two sides exactly. of the market there that you appeal to, right? Right, right. And uh, investors and uh, government funders and grant bodies do use Health Horizon to, to monitor. So, so their problem is that they give money to 
project, you know, whether it's a grant or an investor, and then they have trouble knowing where that money goes or, or even what those groups do. Again, they rely on this self-reporting idea. And so they'll, they'll, a lot of them buy a channel on Health Horizon, which just means that they keep get, they get this update that tells them what all their grantees or their portfolio, what they're doing at any point in time. Uh, but that becomes especially useful after the grant program ends and they become alumni and it becomes even harder to track where they go. And so the, the system can do quite a good job of tracking where they go afterwards and, and give these and these groups are still exploring what kind of what kind of insights they're getting from being able to not only do the due diligence when they're considering something, so looking back in time, but then also tracking it as it moves forward into the future. A lot of them use them for case studies and success stories, which are really useful for these people with who are funded many things, trying to keep on top of what they're all doing and when they're all making successes, being notified of all of those so that they could discuss them more and, and share them on. Do you mean in the context of, say, uh, a government body that is uh, providing grants or uh, other kind of funding support for a, uh, innovation? Those programs typically are time-bound, aren't they? There's certain milestones and you get your money and, and, and then, you know, you, you go through that particular program and you're done and then you're on the other side of it and you may not be um, subject to that grant funding from that point onwards. So right. when you talk about an alumni, is that, is that the context of it where somebody sort of received some funding now they're, they've met all their requirements for that funding. They've now moved past that particular phase. So they're no longer bound by uh, what that funding or that grant was aiming to achieve. Uh, but the funder uh, in two, three years' time could use Health Horizon to observe where did this particular innovation end up and then reflect on it. The clearest example of alumni is for something like an accelerator program. Yeah, where for six, well, six months those those people are in, they're really hands on, and then they leave. And if all goes well, they after they leave the accelerator program, they become alumni too, and they become hard to track. But where where it's kind of slightly different to what you said is it's it's not that in three years' time they can hop on and look at the histories of them all. What we're trying to do is make people realize that this can all be done in real time. So rather than looking, waiting and then looking back, it's turning on the channel, it's, it's setting it up to monitor them as they make the progress. So every two weeks, getting an email saying, this is what your alumni have done. And so that's what the power of a channel is. Another way we sometimes present it, especially to government bodies or to big pharma or health tech companies, they often do horizon scans. And this is where our name comes from. They'll, they'll, they'll be considering an acquisition or, or for some reason want to find every example of a certain technology. And so they'll do, they'll do a horizon scan, it costs a lot of money, there's a lot of Googling and it all goes into like a big spreadsheet. They get crunched into graphs, they do all the pictures. The spreadsheet, as soon as that's done, it's out of date. And then three years later they say, oh, let's do a horizon scan, oh, the data's out of date, oh, we're going to do it all again. Tell them is rather than taking a horizon scan snapshot, we are continuously running a video. You know, there's continual video running of every technology, every step they make in the world on the Health Horizon platform. That's what we're building up to so that anyone can hop in and just see exactly what's going on and who's doing what. Uh, that's something that uh, we do a lot within uh, Health Tech X, within our uh, particular sector. So I can definitely relate to that. Being mm -hmm. able to do your business analysis, do your scanning of uh, what's happening in the landscape 
and um, stay in touch with that. It's a full-time job. So I think there's a great deal of value from that lens as well. So that's coming from the investor's point of view. It's coming from uh, funders' point of view, from policymakers and regulators as well. Do they have a stake in that kind of information? What are you seeing out there? Yeah, well, we're in Canberra. And so a lot of our conversations as we were starting up were with government bodies. You know, one of the things they... I mean, right now, the ARC, for example, is doing a public review of the the evaluation of where their money goes, for example. Uh, sorry, no, yeah, so the evaluation of, of research projects, they're doing a review into the framework that they use. And, and a lot of it is about innovation. So they're all wondering, when it comes to research, you put money in and you get scientific papers out. And for better or worse, that's a nice way to understand how the government influences research. But for innovation, they don't really have a system like that yet. They're putting buckets of money in and they're just kind of sort of crossing their fingers and hoping for the best. So our early conversations with with governments were were about this problem. Is there a way to quantify or measure innovation outcomes uh, after investments or or support go in? Is there a way to measure the the benefits and uh, flow on effects from that? So we did build our system with that in mind. The, the kind of more longer term vision stuff we're looking at is this information about which technologies are out there, what facilities are they using, what kind of money are they accessing? Can we pull that together to generate quantitative measures of innovation activity, health impacts, economic impacts, questions like that? Absolutely. And by ARC, you mean the Australian Research Council? That's right, yeah. Yeah. So you've got this uh, tracking going on, computing resources, but with humans. So tell me more about that. So in the the back end, are you dealing with a kind of a hybrid model where you've got sort of machine learning in place combined with uh, some hands and feet that are adding extra data or checking data or uh, kind of reviewing exceptions or perhaps any anomalies? How does that relationship work? That's exactly how it works. So that the people review what the computer is doing and slap it on the wrist if it makes a mistake <laughs> and tick the checkbox if it's if it's doing the right thing. But we've found even more use for human curators. In fact, um, what we heard from large groups, they've got a problem of too much information most of the time. You know, the biz dev people, the people who are trying to do scouting the the ecosystem and finding opportunities. They've got subscriptions to all these different databases that are tracking all these different things. And to them, it's about the problem has become separating the wheat from the, the chaff. We found an extra use for the human curators, which is there's one curator behind each channel. So if that person is tracking a certain corner of digital health, and receiving the video feed, you know, of what all the innovations are doing in in that corner of digital health, but then they decide to change that, then there's a person that they literally provide feedback to that can tweak the channel. I'd go the other way. I mean, intuitively, that makes a lot of sense to me because we're Mm -hmm. we're kind of dealing with innovation in part is technology, but it's also language, domain, it's expertise. I mean, they're Every, every vertical, every industry tends to develop its own ontological framework. It sort of becomes a vocabulary and a language unto itself. And so clever marketers and sales organisations sort of rephrase things and recontextualize things in order to differentiate and provide that kind of nuanced, unique selling point to mm-hmm. what they're actually offering. So I think that would be challenging for machine learning or, or AI to be able to 
automagically incorporate all that. I could see the relationship there where humans could actually make sense of some of the uh, emerging domain knowledge that's coming and then sort of, you know, put that into the right context and shortlist it and make it really succinct for the people that want that targeted information. There was also a temptation to have the, the human curators embellish the updates or, or provide additional information. But with uh, for, for many reasons, we've kept them, the updates very matter-of-fact and, and simple. So when a new notification, when you, when you receive new notification to say, say this innovation received this funding from these people, that's always a link to some primary news source where you can find out more about it. So it's trying as much as possible to merely state the fact of what occurred in the world so that you can go and follow it if it's relevant enough. What's the use case for a consumer to engage with uh, with Health Horizon? The next time you see a promise like that on the news and uh, maybe they're, they're promising a cure for Parkinson's disease or something and you can just search for that on Health Horizon and see the technologies under development, you know, the, the drugs, the devices, the care programs, any anything like that. It's all there and then you click follow on them to receive updates. So you could forget about it and then three months later, six months later, when a trial begins, you'll be notified of that. So the, the, the benefit there is because people do tend to just Google these things every two months and it's on their mind and they're, they're stressing trying to pull together as much information. We're trying to turn that around and allow a data system to make their lives easier in that way. So as a consumer, if I uh, see a bit of a breakthrough happening on the uh, evening news, I can come to Health Horizon, I can do a keyword search around it, find everything that relates to it, and then mm-hmm. follow a one or a number of technologies that I'm interested in, in that, in that particular respect. And then I get these regular updates in real time based on what's happening in the public domain. Yeah, ideally you would find that exact one that they were talking about, you know, that one drug that the ANU was talking about and follow that one. Usually by doing a search, you'll find more than one and, and you can track this too. What about healthcare practitioners? How do they play a role in this? Well, my friend is a um, GP here in, in Canberra and she's always asking me if we've got more data in, on, on this sort of thing, usually usually uh, um, inspired by her clinical practice. So I've had examples of people finding and discovering clinical trials. So I think where we come into clinical practice most is these more uh, difficult cases, you know, when, when treatment isn't working and a doctor would start to consider um, maybe something experimental or, or being involved in a trial. Because what we track is very much the translation between a, a very, early, very early stage breakthrough and until it becomes a kind of common utilized solution. If a practitioner finds himself in that space where they're like, look, nothing's working here. I wonder what's under development for this. That would be where we could help the most. And again, a, a search and a follow to keep up to date with what's happening and all the resources on there, the links to the official website would provide them with the information. That's fantastic. So, you know, in that context, that would be like um, actually having an, an aide or an assistant who's actually keeping their finger on the pulse and updating you as and when the next public disclosure occurs across the uh, the World Wide Web. Yeah, exactly. And because it's so time consuming to wait for something like that and, and to make sure you don't miss it. I mean, that's another problem with health is that things move so slowly, but there's so much moving that a single update in the torrent of what's happening, you know, the, the, the fact that this clinical trial failed six months down the track is very easy to miss. 
it's a real credit to you for actually being able to translate that variety of stakeholders, the, the perspectives, the needs into a single platform. Where do you see this going? What's Health Horizon going to look like in five to 10 years' time? I, I see it being a more reliable source of information about technological progress in health across the world. So I, I think news, you know, it's, it's a bit of a means to an end. You read the news to, a, to be able to understand what's being developed and how well it's going and where everything is at. I want to see Health Horizon be a place where it is that, you know, it is just a list of technologies, what they are, what they do, what stage they're at and track them as they go so that everyone can at least know what's happening. We get complete transparency across the entire world of who's developing what. And then that provides that democratization of information, Make, makes it easy for the professionals who are in a marketplace mindset to find what they want to invest in or to be seen so that they can find investment. That'll all come after the world has a transparent view of what technologies are doing. But it would be a source of information, just like you know, Facebook is a source of information about your social group and Twitter is a, a source of information about your interests and LinkedIn is a source of information about your professional life. Health Horizon is a source of in, information about the global, about humanity's progress in health <laughs> and being able to just follow any technology, find similar technologies, traverse the landscape of, of humans, humanity's effort to find out exactly what's happening, be on top of everything and then with that information source, it's up to the people to meet each other, to do what they do best, to, to trade, to um, do trade deals for companies to acquire other ones. And innovation works best when that kind of transparency is possible. You're putting a, a lot of effort into developing the means and the, and, and the mode to actually bring all this information together and make it so conveniently curated for specific interests. Who's the customer of, of Health Horizon right now? Is there, is there somebody that you're wanting to appeal to? Anyone can go into Health Horizon and follow technologies because that's what we were originally going to do. For, so as a consumer, you can go on, search, search for something that matters to you and then follow the technologies. Some of the updates that aren't relevant to consumers, you know, maybe the amount of, the amount of investments and uh, some of the collaborations, uh, that information is behind a paywall. So that is what professionals, there are professional accounts that give you more updates. And then when you follow an innovation, they get tracked more closely and you can personalize it with your, your interests. So you get a feed of new innovations you might not know about. So that's the kind of service level we have on for professionals. And then these products uh, we've been talking about in the form of channels are the things you set up to say, I want this feed. I want this channel that tells me everything that's happening in this corner of digital health. And that's something that's purchased as well on a subscription. So they're the two things we provide at the moment for people who want this information for professional purposes. They would be deriving some other value out of it, commercializing that in some way, presumably. Is there a certain profile of organization that is currently focused on this? Is there a sort of a bias one way or the other? I mean, health's very broad. There's kind of a lot of technology advances happening in the pharmaceutical sector, in physical and mobility, diet and nutrition. As an example, what are you seeing at the moment or what's, what's Health Horizon telling you is kind of where most of the innovation is happening? In terms of demand, uh, it's really around digital health and aged care. Pharmaceuticals are quite well covered by a lot of other 
databases and, and dedicated things like that. We have a broader definition of innovation. We're not just health tech, but you know, care pathways, sort of softer tech is also included. That makes it easy to pick up a lot of the elderly care innovations as well. So it's it's both the fact that it, those two areas are easier for us to detect and overlapping with some trends right now. I think that's where the sweet spot happens to be at the moment. And in terms of the user types, most demand there is in terms of uh, groups wanting to track in, in a channel. Like I'd like to know what my cohort is doing, like my portfolio, how is that going? Then the other most common one is, I'm in charge of finding new opportunities for my business. I would like to track this priority area. Please do that. And then, so we have like, we track 600 technologies for them at once. So they're, they're the topic areas that are most popular right now. And then they're the use cases that are most popular right now too. Who are you particularly interested in engaging with at the moment? Well, we have customers that are uh, government bodies. We've got big pharma and we have private investors and we have private innovators. So in terms of <laughs> managing as a, as a startup, it's been quite a challenge to satisfy all those groups. The, the, the common concept of just tracking technologies and, and following them does provide all those different groups with their needs. That's what we've found. Look, I can see so much utility to, you know, the idea of reimagining healthcare, uh, particularly uh, those challenges where I see a lot of um, prospective startups come into the space that really are just copying the prevailing landscape. When they come into our community, for example, we have some knowledge around what the landscape currently looks like within a certain context. Obviously, we don't understand all of healthcare, but certainly within mental, physical, nutritional health and wellness, we've got a pretty good handle on, on that subset of overall healthcare. It never ceases to amaze me how much resource gets lost on just trying to copy what's already right. in play. So the idea of being able to more efficiently and effectively be able to see what the landscape looks like today and then mm. be able to quickly identify where the, or analyze and compare what it is that you're proposing to do. And then if you see, for example, that you're about to copy something that's already in play and perhaps has multiple expressions of that because human beings tend to copy. So, you know, you know, there's 16 other startups that are doing approximately what you propose to do. Maybe you can use that to reflect and say, well, maybe the world doesn't need a 17th startup to do that. So I, I think for startup entrepreneurs, healthcare providers, uh, developers, there's, there's a great opportunity to work with uh, Health Horizon in actually getting access to better insights and make more intelligent decisions. What are your thoughts on that? I think the idea of a marketplace is sort of jumping the gun a little bit. The first step is to know whether what you're doing is going to be a waste of time. Like that's step zero, actually. Some of our... our clients do use it almost for that purpose. It's like just, just to say, look, we're going to make some investments. What has actually already been done? And this, this is really the motivation for Horizon scans when companies do them as well. It's like, has this already been done? That's question zero, <laughs> the very first thing. Yeah, we can certainly help with that. Matt, I think you have put together a very ambitious uh, project and a full credit to you and the team for uh, bringing it to where it is today. Congratulations, and uh, I look forward to seeing the journey unfold. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. This podcast is produced in collaboration with Health Tech X, 
where we are working toward a world of integrated digital health empowerment for all people. If you'd like more info on how to get involved, head over to the website, healthtechx.com.au. Or if you have any feedback about the show, you can reach out to me directly on LinkedIn, Instagram, or email by following the links in this episode's show notes. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to Reimagining Healthcare in your podcast app. And if you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review. It really helps other people find the show. I'm your host, Yanni Sopanos, and I'll speak to you in our next episode.